in order to have a, a, a successful project blue beam, then you can't have the legitimate aliens in the picture. You're never going to be able to control what they're doing, number one. I mean, I guess you could still stage a UFO invasion. I guess you could still do that, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because we've already got a threat. We already have a threat. The gray aliens are the threat. They already exist. So why would we have to contrive one when we have one? We already have a threat. The history of our Earth is so different from what we can imagine. Enjoy the journey. The Smithsonian, that if they found out about a large skeleton somewhere, was to go get it. I'm going to assume at least one person is right, because if one person's right, it busts the paradigm. It all goes back to the fallen chair. And the problem with the modern-day church, they have a very truncated view of the supernatural. This backdrop is just pregnant with all kinds of meaning associated with this Mount Hermon event. And this guy defects from the kingdom. That's a big deal. Welcome back to Blurry Creatures. We're coming off a high of the weekend. We just had our first event and it went amazing. We had Tony Merkel there, Doug Van Dorn, Laura Sanger, Tim Alberino, and Derek Olson. It was an incredible day. So many people volunteered to make the event. Shout out to Conduit Church and everyone in Franklin, all the camera operators, Brandon Weaver and the Iron Wing team. Can't say thank you enough to everyone who helped make this, this idea that Luke and I had a reality. And it just was amazing. You guys sold out the event, and we had even had a DeLorean there. It was just it was just a special weekend, and we can't say thank you enough. And Tim was there, and some of the stuff we talked about in this week's episode at the conference. If you still want to get a ticket, you can go to BlurryCreatures.com, and you can buy a ticket and stream the whole thing. It was a whole-day event, and the crew at Ironwing worked really hard with multiple camera angles, and they spent three days there making sure that everyone have just an amazing experience at home. So if you want to support them, go to BlurryCreatures.com. And uh, also, if you want to get tickets to our trip with Tim, go into Peru, end of June, go to BlurryCreatures.com slash members, become a member, and we'll send you a link to buy tickets. There are still a few tickets left, so we'll see you soon. All right, so welcome back to Blurry Creatures, Tim Alberino. We got your name right. Don't worry about it. Yes, Timothy Alberino. Timothy, yes. Now we're friends, so we can we can we can say Tim. But uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about on this Sir, episode. Sir Timothy is how I want you to. Oh man, refer to me from now on. Did you get I think I've gained that level of uh, <laughs> prestige. Pre-rolled. A little little fun fact about Tim Alberino. 
you got married in the woods in a cloak. Don't call it a cape cloak. I mean, it kind of fit you, titles. It's, sir, I mean, this yeah. seems very fitting, sir. I did. I got, I got married in the woods when I was, uh, oh, geez, I, I don't remember. Uh, hopefully my wife doesn't listen to this. I got, I was, I was young. I got married in the woods in secret with my wife. And I, yes, I was wearing a cloak, a gray cloak that a friend of mine, uh, Jenny Thompson bought me at a medieval fair. I was actually with her when she bought it for me. I was about to move to Peru at the time, and she thought it would be a good idea to buy me a medieval cloak to take into the Amazon, which seemed absurd at the time. But I've got to tell you, that cloak was excellent for keeping mosquitoes off me, which is very important when you're in the Amazon. So I actually ended up wearing it quite a bit. So I was this, this, this freakish gringo with dreadlocks walking around the jungle with a cloak and a machete <laughs> did, did, a true it, story. Did, did it come with like a, a you could buy one you get like a turkey leg or you know or something, something. <laughs> i think we did eat a turkey leg out there but um that's you awesome. know, as bizarre as it sounds i mean that that if, if you could re if you could go back in time and and see me in the Amazon. That's that's the spectacle that you would have. God, sounds mm. like you know, it. Was a, a gangly, tall fellow, young guy walking around in a gray cloak with a with a a, a brown belt strapped around my waist with machete and a hatchet and dreadlocks and and tall and tall rubber black boots. Dude, this is quite the picture. Have you been? Have you been to medieval times, Tim? You ever been there? Oh, man. No, I've been to several medieval festivals those are better but but never you're talking about like the actual uh like where you like it's like a banquet and then they joust and yeah. stuff no yeah. i've never i have never been to medieval times although i'm sure i would enjoy it very much it's fake jousting so i don't know how much you'd enjoy it yeah um, it's funny because I, I made a joke about that during the lockdowns i was like if, if everything's closed the middle medieval times is closed and there's something wrong they need to be open during <laughs> during the lockdowns during the plague, yeah, it seems pretty pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, they they even closed their doors, so something's wrong. That's not what we're here for, though, Tim. Yeah, this is not. a uh, we well. Let me add in before before we get this image of me in the jungle. <laughs> you have to insert a pipe in my mouth too to complete oh, yeah. the picture. That's we're right. done. All right, this, this, this that's, it, hang, that's it. Hang it in the Louvre. This 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 is incredible. Some some artist listening to this is gonna is gonna draw. <laughs> gonna make a painting. If you do, send it to me, please. Oh, oh I do. Just, I do need that. Actually, I do need that picture. I, mean, I think of you. we all need I, one. If we get three copies, hand, hand numbered. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so lots of lots of people send us messages. They're like, you got to bring Tim on. You got to talk about all the weird stuff going on. We got trains blowing up. We got Chinese spy balloons. We got UFO reports. Things being shot down. Very weird time, and I know you've been on a lot of shows, so thanks for coming back on Blurry Creatures and talking to us about what's going on. My grandma was turning turning 100 in the middle of all this, so I am not as up-to-date as I want to be. I was, I was on airplanes the last several days, flying to and from. But uh, welcome back. Tim, before we get into this, though, we have, we have a little announcement to make, right? We do. Speaking of Peru. <laughs> we're doing a Blurry Expedition. That's right. To Cusco, Peru. Let's yeah. go. So cloaks required? Are we, we're going we're gonna to get cloaks? Cloaks are required, yes. <laughs> cloaks are required. Cloaks and pipes. Yes. Uh, dreadlocks and rubber boots are optional. No, but this is, this is exciting, Tim. This, is our, uh, this will be our very first blurry adventure. No one better to do it with than, than the man that spent years in Peru. You know, on the show, we've talked about a ton of things that exist in this, in this place. And, and you, you live there. In fact, I believe three of your children were born there. So this is this is like a second home for you. And 
This is a megalithic playground. Tell us a little bit about what, you know, at this point, what the trip's going to look like and, you know, and some details surrounding that. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a, it's going to be a five day event, six days, really, if you count the, the first day that everybody's arriving. It's taking place in Cusco, but we're going to obviously Sacsayhuaman, the, 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 the most, in my opinion, the most impressive megalithic construction on planet Earth. It is one of the, one of the sites that I am highly confident was actually constructed by giants. And I'll talk about why I think that. And I don't think that all of these sites were constructed by giants, by the way, but I do believe that Sacsayhuaman was uh, for, for very particular reasons. So I will be elucidating those le- those reasons uh, live in Sacsayhuaman with this group who's going to be going with you guys. So we're going to be going to Sacsayhuaman. We're going to be going to seeing the the amazing uh, stonework around the the old city of Cusco. We're going to be going to Ojantay Tambo, uh, where there is the most exquisite cyclopean architecture on planet Earth is at o- Ojantay Tambo. And then we're going to be going to Machu Picchu. And Machu Picchu is absolutely breathtaking. And the foundations of Machu Picchu are, of course, megalithic. And I will be guiding uh, this group, me and my good friend, Andres Adazme. Andres Adazme is a Chilean guy. He speaks English. He's in my films, my new ones. And uh, he's been on my team, on my expeditions in Peru. And Andres is a archaeoastronomer and an architect. An archaeoastronomer is... is uh, an archaeologist who dates things based on the way that they are uh, configured and aligned with celestial phenomena. Mm. And Andres is brilliant. He's he's brilliant. Andres lives in Cusco, and he's just full of uh, knowledge about lost civilizations, megaliths, and so forth. So me and Andres make a mm. really, really good team. This is really, I don't want to boast, but this is the best, this is the best Peru, Cusco, megalith trip you're going to get anywhere. Let's go. And and I can say that confidently because of Andres, because of how good of a team me and Andres are together. And obviously because you guys are coming too. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We had so much too. All all the things that we know, we just... Mm -hmm. That's right. We're gonna get we're gonna get those two to play the Peruvian flute and lure the Peruvian Bigfoot out of the woods too, as well. So. That's but no. It, on a serious note, this is super exciting. We've never done anything like this. We get to go with our good friend Tim Alberino and and tap into, as you say, the wealth of knowledge there. So this is this is really if we're talking about once in a lifetime type trips, this this has to go on the list alongside going to see some of the other wonders of the world. Peru is there, and Nate and I are super pumped. We're gonna. Nate, we're going to offer this up to our members first. So first crack. Right. This is a limit. This is limited size. We're not talking like, not. There's not 400 folks coming to, to Peru with us. This is a sign up and, and get in while you can to punch your ticket to, to join us in in June. It's going to be limited to 30, 30 or 40 people. So it will be a a more intimate group. And and by the way, it's, you know, we're staying at really awesome hotels, and we've designed this trip so that we have a lot of time to hang out and talk and you know do whatever smoke cigars whatever you know there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of space in here for people getting to know each other so i know that you know you guys have a really tight-knit community you guys have your members are 
very responsive because I think they 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 want to get to know each other and and really great people. So this is an environment. Listen, I've done this a few times. I've done this in Peru. I've done it in Sardinia, and I have lifelong friends from both of those trips because mm. it's just an opportunity to get to know like minded people. You get really adventurous, really cool people on these trips, and so it's it's going to be awesome. Awesome. We're excited. So there's three three megalithic sites. If you want to get tickets early, just become a member. We're going to announce exactly when tickets are going to go on sale. We're just going to send that out to members first. So it's going to be a 24-hour pre-sale to all members. And we appreciate you, Tim, for letting us do that for members. Just another perk for membership here on Blurry yeah. Futures. Absolutely. And, and <clears throat> I don't know if we said this. I don't know if we said this, but the trip is from the 26th to the 30th of June. And it's really the 25th because people need to be arriving on that day. It's it's right after the Inti Raimi Festival in in Cusco. It's a great, great time to be in Peru. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. The weather is going to be awesome. And so it's perfect timing. And, and you know, and Nate got his, he's already got his speed already. He says it's perfect for hiking. So it's going to, the sights are going to, the sights are going to be real out there, right? Yeah, we will. <laughs> so we you're, will. Just, you're going to be wearing a cloak and a speedo. <laughs> You look like Nacho Libre. It's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> we will be we will be having a good time. Maybe a live podcast, even on the Megalis. And as so eloquently, Tim said, you you will be elucidating the trip. Is that what you said? Elucidating, yes. That it. sounds like a term for Bigfoot, but whatever uh, the heck that means, we'll find out. We're going to be doing it though. We're, we're, Tim's whatever be, it is, whatever that is, that's what we're going to be Tim's doing. Tim's yeah. going to be doing it. <laughs> it it's. Uh, we're yeah. going to some we're going to some spots too that people don't normally go to. There's some information that that Andres lives in Cusco and he's that's what he does. He studies the megaliths and so there's some interesting things that we're going to be talking about and analyzing that have to do with some of Andres's research. It's going to be really great. I'm super excited. And uh, there's no way you cannot go to Cusco. You can't go to Sacsayhuaman. You can't walk ar around this, the historic region of Cusco, the streets of Cusco, where you have the megalithic foundations of the Inca palaces. You can't go to Ollantaytambo and, of course, Machu Picchu without having your mind blown. Mm. I mean, just just the beauty, just the majesty of Machu Picchu alone will blow your mind. Let alone all the other uh, uh, the the megaliths and 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 uh, the other sites. So. Yeah, I it love is, it. it. This is a bucket list trip. Yeah, it is. And if you haven't gotten the juice from that speech right there, I don't know what's going to give you the juice. So thanks, Tim. Thanks for letting this be like a member's yeah. first buy tickets to this. If you haven't become a member yet of the show, go over to BlurryCreatures.com slash members, become a member, and we will let you know exactly when tickets are going to go on sale so you can be ready to go. But Tim, today we're talking about all the stuff in the blurry skies around what's going on tim we give us give us the 411 this is a special episode because I, th I think we wanted to get tim on because we've been pretty inundated with questions i know you have you were just on steve bannon's show talking about what's happening right now nate was holed up with his grandma for 100th but in that time allegedly we, we know he had a spy balloon but allegedly there have been ufos unidentified flying objects in, in, that were downed by by our fighter jets over michigan Supposedly, Justin Trudeau and his his crew of Mounties shot one down over Canada, which seems a bit fantastical. But all you have to do is type in UFO on Google. I did this as we were sitting here. And all these articles, New York Times, New York Post, NBC News, The Hill, those are just the top the top hits. And it's not surprising those ones are the top hits. But it's Biden has no evidence. The three latest identified objects were spy balloons. 
White House weighs in on Biden addressing UFOs, spy balloons, UFOs. What else is up there? Confusion about UFOs. This is in the news, and people have questions. They, they, I wanted to, we wanted to bring you on. We want to talk to you about about your thoughts on on what's happening here because we talked a lot, you know, over the course of our episodes on the topic of abductions, of you know what perhaps is is the is disclosure and when that's coming and what that'll look like and how that ties into biblical prophecy and and, and what we we see towards towards the end, and things seem to be happening in real time all of a sudden, even just this week. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Be in the blurry verse on 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 what's going on and you know i know as we get through this there's questions i have too just off the top about you know about this i want to start with your take on on what's happening and what's sort of being released into msm because my gut reaction and maybe yours is the same is that if if msm mainstream media is talking about something and telling you something's happening you need to believe the other the opposite usually because that's usually not the case but this is such a weird one <laughs> i just i don't know what to make of it well Let's lay the foundation because obviously we're talking about these this alleged UFOs, the spy and the, the Chinese spy balloon that we we know is a, a spy balloon that was shot down over the on the coast of uh, the Carolinas. Let's lay the foundation. Let's set the stage for what's been going on in the background before this stuff emerged in the news. So we've had frequent train derailments mm. we've had food processing plants burning to the ground we've had water treatment facilities hacked and poisoned we've had attacks on our electrical grid in various parts of the country we've had our airlines on and our airlines were shut down for an entire day which was completely unprecedented never happened before in history except for maybe on 9 11 uh that was last month i believe we have Right now, unfolding a toxic chemical Chernobyl in mm. East Palestine, Ohio. And now we have surveillance craft hovering over some of our most sensitive military mm. installations, at least in the first case with the Chinese spy balloon. So what I want people to understand is that this these quote-unquote UFO incidents are not happening in a vacuum. They're not isolated events. None of this is coincidental. So that's that's the background before we start talking about what these objects might be. That's what's been going on in the background. And let's also understand that the Pentagon is not in the habit of publicizing threats mm -hmm. that it cannot deal with. Okay? Right. So we have all of that stuff going on in the background. And we have the Pentagon telling us that they're shooting these objects down out of the sky. So I think that when we take the entirety of this scenario into account what we have are foreign actors or in some cases domestic terrorists that are sabotaging america's infrastructure energy grid yeah. our rail system our food production plants and all the other things i was mentioning and engaging in espionage overt espionage at the same time I think that is the most logical conclusion based on all of the things, this confluence events that are occurring right now and have been occurring in the last few months. So we again, we need to view these alleged UFOs as a part of a continuation of these other events rather than view them in isolation, like as if the government all of a sudden wants us to start talking about UFOs. There's only one reason 
why the government wants to talk about UFOs right now. And that is because the Pentagon is using the public's interest in UFOs as a diversion to try and obfuscate these other things that are going on and the spycraft activity in our airspace by foreign actors. And and this is uh, as I said on the Ban- on Bannon's program the other day, this is very bizarre because it's usually the other way around. Usually, the government uses high altitude balloons and drones and swamp gas and birds. They usually cite those things to cover up legitimate UFO activity. Now we see the opposite. Now the government is using the public's fascination with US UFOs as a distractionary tactic. So do I believe that what we're seeing being shot down uh, in the airspace over the United States are those legitimate UFOs? Well, I can't know anything for sure. I don't, I've never, I haven't seen the debris of what they shot down outside of that first balloon, but my sense is no, you're not going to shoot down a legitimate UFO with a sidewinder missile. That that was my thought initially, right? Is that we, we have this Tic Tac video. That's what I keep going back to that we know is legit. And this thing moves and the physics around it are things that we can't do. And it can accelerate in ways that we can't, we can't do. And we can't lock onto it yet. All of a sudden, our Sidewinder missiles from the Gulf War can take down this sort of technology that really has def- defied physics on video. And then we brought someone on the show, naval intel- ex-naval intelligence officer who was on the Nimitz right after, who verified not only that was that real, but, t- but spoke to the to people that spoke to the pilots and to the pilots themselves. This is all very real. How? Yeah, My thought is how all of a sudden are we shooting these things down when we can't even lock on them because of the way they move and into the water and out of the water on what we'd assume to be verified real stuff released by the Navy. Now, I'm going to go with I think the Tic Tac stuff is real just based on the accounts, the people we've had on the show, and then also the fact it's, it's been released. They couldn't really keep it under wraps. Now, it's weird to me, right? If we go down the timeline, January 28th, we see that there are three sightings of Chinese surveillance balloons in airspace. February 4th, we shoot it down, or shoot it down. February 10th, there's a UFO over Alaska. We shoot it down. February 11th, NORAD shoots down a second unidentified object over Canada. February 12th, we shoot down a third one. The U.S. does over Lake Huron. You know, I, from the 1950s in Roswell, whatever we want to believe about Roswell, the only way that we allegedly have been able to access any of this stuff is is by crashing. We don't we don't shoot it down and. You know, we talk about kinetic war with you a lot about how there's going to be a kinetic war um, at the end uh, that man and the dragon and his armies will have kinetic war with God. And that's something we talked about extensively on the show. Mm-hmm. But to this point, <laughs> our kinetic abilities don't match with the, what we believe to be the actual technology. And then all of a sudden it happens. But it just seems very, very fishy. And then also the fact, like you said, I think it's very interesting, very important point is that with all the cloak and dagger that has been around this and then a nothing burger at, at the, with the special counsel in Congress, all of a sudden there's, we're talking about it in the open and we, and we can shoot it down and it feels very pro- Project Bluebeam to me. Let's talk about the, the, the Nimitz incident is a good example of actual legitimate UFO activity. The Nimitz incident, which was reported in 2017 by the New York Times, blew the whistle on that story. Um, they, it was, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, F-118 Hornet jet captured this UFO on their gun camera, right? So they locked onto it, actually. They didn't just see it. They actually were able to lock onto this object for a limited period. 
period of time. And so they were able to track it. They knew how fast it was going. It was going at incredible speeds and it was making erratic movements. And uh, that was a legitimate UFO displaying the characteristics that are typical of legitimate UFOs. And by the way, as I've said many, many times, let's not think of this as a tic-tac shape. I want people to understand that this was a this was a saucer. Yeah. It's clear as day that what they were tracking was a saucer and that that saucer was flying in the configuration described by Bob Lazar. Mm -hmm. So the Nimitz incident was a real event. They were tracking a real UFO that was displaying the incredible capabilities of those advanced aerospace vehicles. And as you said, as you mentioned, those vehicles are not only aeros, they only they don't only have aerospace capabilities, which means our atmosphere and, and outer space, they also have underwater capabilities. So they're trans medium vehicles. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why when you look at that tic tac, when you look at video the video of that of, of that the Nimitz incident tic tac object, it it, there, you have to understand that what you're seeing around it, you're, you're seeing an energy field and you're seeing a gr you're seeing gravity wave distortion around the craft, exactly as described, again, by Bob Lazar. So when these craft are energized, they have an energy field around them and they're distorting the space-time continuum around them. They're, they're distorting the fabric of space-time. And so you get some, you get the contours become distorted, the contours are not uh, a clean outline of a saucer. It's sort of a blurry, misshapen mm -hmm. outline, and uh, and that was that was a saucer. Okay, so compare that to what we're shooting out of the sky with Sidewinder missiles, old technology, really, and not only one but multiple occasions that we're shooting these things out of the sky. Um, what I think is happening here, and and this is. Uh, my my perspective is evolving a little bit on this. In the beginning, I thought, well, these are just more Chinese spycraft. And then I thought, well, maybe Chinese and Ru China and Russia combined. And then I thought maybe China, Russia and Iran. And I think that that very well could be the case that some of what we're encountering in our airspace right now are China, Russia and Iran, the combination or one of those three. However, there's another possibility that is exceedingly embarrassing for the Biden administration. I know this isn't a political show, but but let's 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 do a little bit of uh, geopolitics mixed with exopolitics here, because that's what's that's what the, that's what's happening in the news right now. Is those two things are kind of crossing wires. I think that there is a possibility that what we're at, what we've actually shot down, at least a few of these objects, are not spycraft, and they're certainly not alien craft they are benign observational balloons and drones from that belong to perhaps ngos or belong to corporations or even belong to the united states government mm. in other words we are shooting down our own stuff uh, to what and yeah. are we doing it knowingly are we doing it knowing knowingly or are we doing it in this frenzy to the biden administration trying to re regain the initiative and gain control of the narrative after the fiasco with the china spy balloon because the optics of that were terrible for the administration and the and public opinion it was it was uh, public opinion was that we should have shot that thing down immediately the vast majority of Americans on all political spectrums saw that as, a, as an affront 
to the American people, that that Chinese spy balloon, and wanted it to be taken down immediately. And Biden waited. He waited and he waited to shoot it down when it was over the ocean. And you can speculate why he did that or whether or not that was a wise decision. But the optics were terrible and public opinion was against that decision. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like in an effort to to change the narrative and to show that you know he's actually a tough guy. They're gonna sh- they're gonna go out and shoot down everything and anything now that's in our airspace, knowingly or unknowingly, no- maybe shooting down balloons and drones that are benign. In other words, they're not spycraft. That's now I'm not 100 percent sure that that's true. It could be that plus legitimate spy craft from China, Russia, and Iran. But like I said, the thing that was shot down over Lake Huron was a octagonal shaped something, right? And it had, and it was described as having cables, suspension cables. Mm. That's a balloon. That's a balloon, yeah. That's a balloon. So, so, okay, so now we understand that these things have been happening within the context of all this other sabotage happening in the united states okay and and we also understand that there are legitimate ufo sightings and encounters and there are a lot of them i mean the air force and the navy routinely encounter legitimate i keep using this word legitimate when i mean when i'm saying legitimate ufos i think you guys understand your audience understands i'm talking about advanced aerial vehicles that are not man-made that do not belong to our military or any other military on the face of the earth rather these are anomalous vehicles that are in my opinion extraterrestrial origin or were fabricated maybe in inside of the earth in underground bases non-human underground bases and sometimes also what we what we see in our atmosphere are reverse engineered hybrid advanced aerospace vehicles that belong to the the United States military. Mm. So you have both of those things going on. Now, there's a very interesting development in this story that th- that threw me for a loop. And that is that the Pentagon briefed Congress the other day. I don't know if you guys saw I that. Didn't. The Pentagon briefed Congress, finally briefed Congress about to this stuff they're shooting out of the sky. I listened to two individuals who were in that briefing, their their thoughts in a, in a press conference afterwards. One was Senator Kennedy, yep. and the other one was Senator Hawley, Josh Hawley. And Kennedy said something very interesting. He said that this is this. He said we've known about this since 2017. And 2019, and when he said that instantly, what he's referencing is the Nimitz incident. Mm -hmm. Because 2017 is when the New York Times broke the story. So he's referencing the Nimitz incident without saying it. Kennedy, Senator Kennedy said, he said, we've been seeing this since 2017. So that Mm -hmm. indicated to me that the Pentagon briefed Congress, that the Pentagon told Congress that what they're encountering right now as it relates to these things that they're shooting down are anomalous aerospace vehicles because Kennedy is referencing Senator Kennedy is referencing the Nimitz incident. So mm-hmm. I, I got the, I get the feeling that the Pentagon is associating 
what Congress already knows about the Nimitz incident with what's going on with these balloons. I'm calling BS on that right now. I believe, and this is a terrible thing to say, I believe that the Pentagon is lying to Congress about this. I believe that the Pentagon is obfuscating from Congress what's really happening. Now, why do I say that? Because then Josh Hawley comes out and he talks to the press in the in the aftermath of this briefing. And what does he say? He says, we're not getting any straight answers. None of what they're telling us makes any sense. And so I put those pieces together in my mind. I took, oh, by the way, Kennedy also said at the end of his discussion with the press, he said, lock your doors tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, so so that's telling me that, that, that the, again, that the Pentagon is confirming to me is, is briefing Congress about these objects that they're shooting down out of the sky in the context of, of the Nimitz-type UFOs. But then Holly comes out and says, we're not getting any straight answers. None of this makes any sense. Why would Holly say that? This is why Holly would say that. Josh Holly knows that the Nimitz, because they were briefed about the Nimitz incidents and other incidents that are related to that, or that, or at least that are in that same context, right. legitimate UFO activity. So Josh Holly is probably sitting there thinking, wait a minute, that object that you guys captured, that that object that we captured on that gunship camera was moving at unimaginable speeds. Mm -hmm. There's no way we would catch that thing, let alone shoot it down with a freaking sidewinder, uh, sidewinder missile. But now you're you're now you're associating that kind of anomalous activity with what you're blowing out of the sky with 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 you know with sidewinder missiles. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And so, what am I supposed? What am I going to conclude hearing hearing Senator Kennedy and Senator? Holly, what am I going to conclude? I'm going to conclude that the Pentagon is lying to Congress. And I think a lot of people don't know this. If you, I mean, if you've been down to some rabbit holes of these, everything from JFK to Pearl Harbor to 9-11 to the Cuban Missile Crisis, this isn't a new thing. You know, you can, you can go back and research all those events and realize that they're, they're oftentimes our own government is working against itself and distracting people and creating fake events and then trying to pass crazy laws or or do something else it's it, it it seems like there is this whole shadow government that's acting outside of you know even congress most of the time so i mean we don't really get into that a lot on our show but i mean i've been in a lot of those rabbit holes and they do they do this all the time you know they know right. i don't think any chinese spy balloon just floats across america and we don't know about it come on you have to be with the amount of technology we have you have to be stupid to believe that that they just it can just float across. I don't think anything happens by accident in 2023. And no, it doesn't. I mean, if you, you talk about something long enough, you're, you start getting ads in your social media about that thing. Are you telling me that we're not going to... This This is what, Tim, I think I have. I, I am trying to understand and contextualize with this is, okay, the spy balloon was here. We know that. It, it was a, a huge moment of weakness for our, our administration. Why, why default to this? Because it feels bigger picture to me than just like we're trying to recover face... Because we got, you know, we got egg on our face from the Chinese because we have a weak leader that didn't, that didn't act accordingly. So now we're going to shoot down this other stuff. I mean, I see that how that's beneficial, but to jump from there to this UFO thing, when for since Roswell, there's been denial about all of this, and then, and of course the seventeen, the Nimitz stuff, right? 
things have started to sort of it's the ships of the leaky things are coming out of it but why all of a sudden go full into it where msm is covering msm hasn't acknowledged anything before 2017 as as legit and now we have a whole week of oh yeah it feels weird it, it's like there's this there feels like a bigger something you know and maybe because you that's the way that we think in this thing is there's you know we we live in in a realm that's very much you know, physical and supernatural and spiritual, you, whatever you want to call it, we come from a biblical worldview. When you're trying to contextualize all this and the things, the conversations we've had in the past, and we're here now, and then all of a sudden this week, the gov- media and the government are just saying, we're shooting down UFOs, like it's talking about, you know, the Yankees are on a five-game win streak or whatever. It's, it just seems so ho-hum, and yet it's this, it's this taboo topic. I can't, I'm trying to, I want to believe the end game is this is part of the conditioning. This is part of all the conditioning and that we're going to have, you know, we are leading up to disclosure because I've really started to, to, to think that this is, this feels like where things are going. So I just wanted your take on that. Do you, I mean, do you think it's as simple as we're politically trying to save face or do you think this is, because it's weird that this is what they do. Like you're not proving anything to anybody else by, by shooting down another balloon because it was there when you didn't shoot down the one before four times over and then and then being very cloak and dagger about what it is and, and where it is and we can we recover it you know it's just it's bizarre well the norad i forget his name the norad uh, commander said that you know we can't rule out extraterrestrials or, or aliens that, that that sent the media into a frenzy but let's remember that the media gets its talking points from the cia in large part especially when it comes to stuff like this national security threats uh, media gets its talking points from the CIA. That's the first thing we need to understand. This is a very convenient excuse for the Pentagon for the Pentagon to conflate the UFO topic with things floating around in the sky. So what 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 they're doing? And it's it's very very clever. I think that this is a high level psyop. This is a high level operation, psychological operation coming out of. The Pentagon and perhaps even out of the NSA or the even the CIA to take the legitimate topic of UFOs, UAPs, right? That's been sort of entering into mainstream media, especially through Tucker Carlson. And 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 these individuals are some of these individuals, these media personalities are covering the topic in a very responsible way. And so this was a perfect opportunity to throw a wrench into all of that. Notice that they're saying yeah, UA- right? UFO and not yeah. UAP, by the way. So, so they're taking the term UFO, which we all, when you say UAP, like we were talking about, I think on your show before, it could be anything. It could be lights in the sky. It could be, it could be strange atmospheric phenomena. It could be anything. But UFO is very, very specific in the zeitgeist of the 21st century. UFO is a flying saucer or, some, or, or a craft, anomalous craft that is at least very possibly could be of extraterrestrial origin. That's the zeitgeist. And so they're taking that terminology and they're throwing it at these objects that are just hovering 20,000 feet that they can blow this guy with Sidewinder missiles. So what they're doing is they're totally and utterly conflating the topic of UFOs. And they're doing it purposely so that people will roll their eyes and they'll stop thinking about advanced aerospace vehicles that could be extraterrestrial in origin. And now we're thinking about whatever the heck, whatever junk is floating in the atmosphere, balloons, drones, whatever, that's UFOs. So I think that 
we're we're seeing a a, a a very, as I said, clever psychological operation taking advantage of this situation with the optics, the bad optics that that uh, that the Biden administration was dealing with, taking advantage to try and uh, remediate that and repair that, and at the same time do some propagandizing and some conflating of the UFO subject and it's working i think it's working i think it's having a great effect so now when you hear the term ufo going forward when the media says ufo because they they've used it so um generously over the last week so repeatedly when you hear when you hear the term ufo it's mm-hmm. it's now benign it's benign it could be anything ufo balloon right drone it could be anything so they're, they're stripping away from that terminology. They're stripping away the anomalous aspect in terms of the extraterrestrial potentiality that is associated with that word. And it's almost like putting that word to death at this point, because I think they're going to move on from here with the UAP terminology. Watch, they're going to, they're going to shift to the AP terminology mm-hmm. when this dies down. And I think it's a, I think it's brilliant psychological operation, frankly. Re- just remember that the mainstream media, especially CNN, is not going to come out of the gates with UFO, UFO, UFO in their chirons and their graphics coming out of their mouths unless it was approved by the CIA. And so we're, we are witnessing a psychological operation. Uh, we have been under a psychological operation with COVID. Everybody knows that. That was a massive psychological operation. We've been under a a an ongoing psychological operation as it pertains to the war mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're no, we, we were never told any any anything even resembling the truth about Ukraine and Russia. We were all led to believe that Ukraine was going to emerge victorious and that they were kicking Russia's butt, um, when in reality, the opposite was true, always has been true. And Russia is about to annihilate what's left of the Ukrainian forces. And that's another that's another element of why all of this, uh, this distractionary tactic around UFOs. So keep all of those things in mind. Now, I have not definitively said that I know what we're shooting, what it is that we're shooting out of the sky. I've just given you a bunch of options and tried to and tried to give you the, the background, the context for everything that's happening. But understand that the United States is under attack. As I said at the beginning of this conversation, that we're seeing all of these derailments, train derailments. I yeah. think there was just another one yesterday. We're seeing all of these food processing plants burning to the ground and the chicken feed that seems to have been manipulated, poisoned, perhaps, that's that's causing these chickens basically to be sterile, not to be able to produce eggs. We're seeing the shortages of eggs, seeing, by the way, we're seeing the bird flu that's eliminating so much of our poultry right now, the electric, the attacks on our electrical grid. Please do not forget that unprecedented event that happened with the airlines being shut down. It only happened in my, in, in recent memory at, during 9-11. Um, that's the only other time that we've had like a complete standstill, a stand down of uh, aircraft activity well, we also, uh, in our airspace. We also saw a couple of days ago all the the downs of all the websites and financial systems. There was a whole bunch of websites that That's went right. offline. 
So it wasn't just that. That's, that's correct. And that's, that's, I'm glad you reminded me of that. That's correct. So we're, we're seeing hacking taking place of some of these financial institutions. And again, the biggest story right now, the, I would say the most tragic thing happening right now is that, is that toxic chemical spill in East Palestine, Ohio, which is devastating. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, there's going to be so much cancer. There's going to be so much cancer, not just in the immediate area, but east of that of that that toxic plume and and, the, and leaking into the groundwater. It's a cancer bomb, and I don't believe that 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 was happenstance. That that thing just derailed because you know of a lack of maintenance on the railway there or something. I think it was sabotage. What we're seeing is sabotage and espionage, and we are about to lose the campaign in Ukraine and. The don't let's not forget, by the way, yep. that some of those Epstein files are supposed to be released soon. So we have, let's just say, we have this crap storm that's surrounding the White House right now, and it's not going to get any better. And so, what what do administrations need when they are in this kind of a scenario? Crisis. They need a distraction. That's what they need. They need a distraction. Now, the distraction isn't the chemical spill. The distraction isn't the food plant burning to the ground. The distraction isn't the, the train derailments. No, though they need a distraction from those things and from the fact that we're about to lose our campaign in, in Ukraine, that the Russians are about to steamroll what's left of the Ukrainian armed forces. All of that is really, really bad. Not just for the administration, it's bad for the globalists, and it's bad for uh, the military-industrial complex. So we need a distraction. That's always the case. The distraction buys the administration time to rewrite the narrative, to redirect the narrative, to regain the initiative as it pertains to getting in front of some of these things. So I think just geopolitically, thinking in a, in a geopolitical space... That's what we're looking at. This is a distractionary sure. tactic. Now, if we switch, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say. So, I mean, we, we, do you think all of these things are red herrings, or do you think that there is, there might have been some actual UFO activity? Because, it, because say we say we do have some actual UFO activity. Obviously, you said in the, in the episode, and we've talked extensively about it, that you know nothing comes out by accident. They don't tell us things by accident. Most of the time, this stuff's covered up. They don't want us to know about the UFO activity legitimate ones like the Nimitz episode. And we did do a bonus episode about that with an actual Navy chief who was on the plane that day. So if you haven't gotten that episode, go back and become a member and you get, a, you get that episode. And we did, we did over an hour with him about what the pilots saw that day. But are there, were there, are there any legitimate UFO act? Is there anything mixed in? Because it seems like sometimes they, if something was like hap to happen like this, wouldn't the government throw out a bunch of random stuff to try to cover it up so they could figure out how they want to spin the story? Is That's what I was, that was just what I was about to say. I was about to pivot from the geopolitical analysis to the exopolitical analysis, meaning let's now talk about these scenarios that are unfolding in the context of legitimate UFO activity. So I think there may be an element of that going on as well, not to say that what we're shooting out of the sky has anything to do with, with actual UFOs. Rather, as you all are well aware, I believe that we are facing right now and have been for decades a grave threat from a particular faction of alien beings called the greys and that threat is ongoing it it is an integration into human society with with advanced alien human hybrids as we've talked about in the past the, the breeding program 
it's it's also a continual continual infraction of our airspace these craft uh have and whether it was the grays or not legitimate ufos have in the past deactivated our nuclear silos um, have hovered above our secret military installations i want you to think about that here in montana up in up near great falls we had some years ago decades ago we had a saucer or a group of saucers i can't remember the exact details actually deactivated a nuclear silo deactivated it deactivated the warhead okay why couldn't we shoot that down with sidewinder missile if you, I mean, if we're going to shoot anything down with a with the sidewinder missile, wouldn't it be that craft that's hovering above our one of our most sensitive facilities and turning it off? My God, you would think that we'd have a hundred jets scrambled to take that thing down. Why didn't we? Because we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't catch it. We it probably disappeared and 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 disappeared off the radar. Or took off at 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 unbelievably, you know at an incredible speed such such a uh velocity that that we would have had no idea where it even went so in other words we didn't shoot that one down and that wasn't the only incident there's been incidents like that this happens all the time the nimitz incident nimitz incidences happen all the time constantly and so uh that is also in the background and that is going to come to the foreground at some point in time. And I would like to, you know, with the remaining time, I would like to address one of the things I'm hearing, and I'm sure you guys are hearing it the most from, from people in your audience, and I'm certainly getting emails about it all the time. And and this is actually a popular narrative now on Twitter, even on uh, InfoWars. I saw a report today on InfoWars about this. I would like to talk about this idea that there's going to be a staged UFO threat, a staged alien invasion. Project Bluebeam. Yep. Project Bluebeam. And maybe a holographic. Yeah. Because that's what Blue Bluebeam really was, was a holographic inv- alien invasion, a contrived alien invasion. And that is the, that is a topic that keeps getting conflated with everything else. It keeps getting thrown in there, and I think it's important to address that. No, Tim, I I really wanted to get in. I'm glad you brought this up. I really wanted to get into this because I I think you're right. A lot of what we're hearing is people talking about Project Bluebeam. I actually brought it up at the top of the episode because that is you know is a um, is a conspiracy theory is is. <laughs> That, I can't stand that term, but it, it's, it was a theory popularized in the 90s, the 80s, early 90s, and we're an 80s show, so it fits. But it, it's kind of risen up again, and, and as you pointed out, that theory um, hypothesizes that there'll be this holographic fake UFO invasion that will bring about a new world order, one world government. And you know, there's a lot of interesting quotes from like people like Werner von Braun and, and some of these, these less than savory characters that were that were a part of NASA and part of the military industrial complex and part of some of these shadow projects that sort of give a lot of this credence. So I think this is important to address because this is getting ever interwoven into this. And and I know I have a good idea, I think, where you're gonna go with this, but I like I think this is something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, this is the topic that keeps coming across my desk that I see on social media mm. and and it's being 
propagated by, I would say that a lot of Christian people default to Project Bluebeam because in their minds, there are no such thing as extraterrestrials or aliens. And so all of this has to be some kind of a, these have to be government craft. So if there's advanced aerospace vehicles flying around out there, they must belong to our government. They must be man-made. And therefore, the government is about to stage a fake alien invasion, either using some kind of a holographic technology or just bringing out the craft that they've developed in secret through the through Project Paperclip, um, through the activities of of the the black projects of the aerospace companies and and this is the conception that that that's what the government's gearing up to do now there's a there's a fatal flaw in this whole project blue beam argument the flaw is that there are aliens and that they are abducting people and that they they are flying around in advanced aerospace vehicle vehicles and our military is encountering them and engaging with them already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the flaw. So in order to have a, a, a successful Project Blue Beam, then you can't have the legitimate aliens in the picture. You're never going to be able to control what they're doing, number one. I mean, I guess you could still stage a UFO invasion. I guess you could still do that, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because we've already got a threat we already have a threat. The gray aliens are the threat. They mm -hmm. already exist. So why would we have to contrive one when we have one? And this threat is much more dire than a bunch of a UFO invasion, a bunch of UFOs showing up and shooting at our at our, you know, having firefights with our aircraft. This is a threat that is much more insidious, as I've said many times on your show. This is a species, this is a this is a, a faction of entities that are integrating themselves into society via hybrids. We don't need a manufactured threat. So if they want to do a bleep, a blue beam type operation, all they have to do is mm. disclose the actual threat. And that would freak everybody out. Mm -hmm. Like Kennedy, like Senator Kennedy said. Lock your doors tonight, or whatever it was that he yeah, said. Yeah, what's that? What's that going right? to do? Exactly. So, why do we need? Why would we need a contrived alien invasion when we already have no. one? That's what I don't understand. Why people keep propagating this? And the only thing that I can, and and I'm, to get your guys' opinion on this, but the only thing that I can, the only thing that makes sense to me is that people who are propagating this blue beam conspiracy reject the idea that mm. actual aliens are already mm. operating in our atmosphere and abducting people and already pose a clear and present danger that's the only way i can make sense of this because because we already have a threat so why contrive one what are your thoughts multiple thoughts on this because i i see the same channels and i see you talking to people on twitter sometimes about these things too is you have you have a whole group of people probably politicians who've never heard about any of these things and so they're getting a crash course for the first time and you have christians who are also saying it's just demons and that's frustrating as well because we've gone extensively into this show and it's good that we're three years into this show and not three three months because you know you have to expand your perspective on what the characters are what are the players in the game and name them because christians just slap demons on everything that's not helpful either and people are sending videos out that are like oh look you can make drones do leds they can look like anything and i'm like 
do you even understand? People are making the dumbest arguments. Do you even understand how much manpower it would take to stage a fake alien invasion? We're talking, we're talking an organization, a strategy that's beyond the scope of humans. Humans could not, they couldn't put that together. It's just too many things to have to go all at once. You know what I mean? Like some of these arguments are silly. I think there are aliens, there are demons, they're t- they're different things, and we need to talk about it, right? Absolutely. And the aliens or demons thing, yeah, that definitely comes into this equation. But what people fail to realize is that you cannot conceive of a threat that is greater than the one we already face, that we actually face. When you talk about alien abductions, just like you said, yeah, you can't lock your door. That's not going to do you any good. You can't run for the hills. You can be abducted from anywhere at any time. Imagine if the government wanted to use that reality to control everybody with fear. It's right there for them, and it's real. It's real. And so why would they sidestep that for a contrived threat? And they're still having to deal with disclosure, by the way, over here with the Greys and all of that. That's not going to stop happening. So why would they contrive another scenario and have two sort of dueling threats going on one legitimate and one illegitimate one real and one contrived and like you said it's it it would take it, it would take so much manipulation and manpower and technology to sustain this theater of an alien threat mm-hmm. they don't have to do any of that they just have to let people know just enough about the real threat to freak them out and control them through fear Mm-hmm. And they can achieve all the same things. And this is exactly what I believe is going to happen at some point. The government is going to disclose, not just ours, but governments around the world, perhaps even, it may even come from the Vatican, I don't know, but, but or the United Nations. Or, but at some point in time, the government will have to deal with this threat because I believe that it is, well, they're going to have to deal with it because it's becoming more and more hostile. The posture, as I've said many times on your show, the posture of the the UFO phenomenon is becoming more aggressive and more hostile. What do I mean by that? They're buzzing our fighters. They're hovering over our bases. They're purposely flying around our battleships. That's what I mean. They're not shooting at us, as far as I know, but they're definitely coming into close proximity. And if they're coming into close proximity, they're doing it on purpose because they don't have to. They're doing it on purpose. Do you think like some of the, it's like, if you think about this, like a gang faction, you know, you have the guy in the city who, who's, who's talking to the higher ups. I mean, you know, if as it's it's up to them to decide when they want. It's not like human beings are going to be in control of disclosure. It's going to be these entities, if they are communicating with some of our world leaders some way, shape, or form, it's not like humans are going to break the story. Exactly. Like aliens are going to do with aliens. Alien going to be alien. And humans are going to try to spin it. That just makes more sense because to me, so it's, are they already in cahoots with some of our world leaders, you think, and figuring out how to break this? I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I tend to believe, I'm leaning towards believing the accounts that I've heard going back decades of underground bases in which human beings and gray aliens are working in the same facility. Yeah. Now, I don't have any proof. That's total, complete conjecture, speculation, 100%. But I, 
something in my gut tells me that there's some truth to that. So may, may, are there factions of our government or other governments working directly with the Greys? For some reason, you know, obviously we've talked about the Greater Contract, Edwards Air Force, Air Force Base, Eisenhower, and the alleged deal that was made. And I do believe that that is actually, a, there, I, I think there is some anecdotal evidence to suggest that that was real. Yeah. Uh, Eisenhower's granddaughter, yeah. for example, to this day swears that that was a real event that actually happened. So th- that's in play. Yes, that's very much in play, that scenario. And let's not forget that the Greys are not the only faction involved in all of this, because what I was going to say before, and I sort of I jumped mm-hmm. the gun on it, mm-hmm. what I was going to say was that eventually, I believe, it's m- it's my opinion, that we are going to be told in some fashion about the gray alien threat. And this is a threat which, which against which we have no recourse. Uh, we can't shoot nuclear missiles, you know, at at these things. We're not going to take them down with Sidewinder missiles. Obviously, I do believe we probably can take some of them down with directed energy weapons, or perhaps some kind of uh, weapons involve sound black project type stuff. And I think that. Maybe we can have some degree of success every now and again in taking one we down. Ready, if it's all but out if it's war, an all we out ready war, we, no. yeah, yeah. I think we're we're screwed. We're screwed if it's an all out war. So we're going to be facing a situation in which we have no capabilities that can contend with the advanced technology of the Greys, mm-hmm. and we are going to need help. And I believe that it is in that scenario in which. The, the great deception of biblical fame enters into the equation because the ones who come to help us are going to lead mankind into kinetic war with God, ultimately, that it's going to be the hybrid son of the dragon, Apollo, and his consort, who will show up to deliver us. I've said that ad nauseum on your program and other programs. So I think that's where this is heading. So we don't need a contrived threat. We have a real one that would suffice if they want to go that route. If they want to to do their world government and to consolidate power on a, on a uh, the, consolidate the military prowess of all of the nations on the globe and completely lock down the citizenry and and implement all of the mechanisms of control that the elites want. They, they have in their hands, and, the, and then they have all the proof, and they have everything they need to achieve that through the actual alien threat. Yeah. And that's not to, and that's not to say that Project Bluebeam wasn't a thing. It's right. just... It's, Good point. It's, 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 it's a human idea, or it's a human strategy. And some of these, maybe these agencies came to light that, oh, wait, this is way beyond our control even though that was maybe a thing they were trying to pull off. It's not like it's this... People sometimes think conspiracy theories that it's just this one project that's been... that can never be derailed or can never change. It's just... It's going to happen this way. And I think, you know, I think maybe they were trying to do something like that and then they realized it was futile. Who knows, you know? Well, I I just... I would say, I think that that part of this feels like like Project Bluebeam got some of this right. It just... the The contextual aspect is wrong I, I agree with you tim i think that you know it was reagan who said in 87 in front of the un he said perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond 
I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. I, this is it. To me, and I think this is what, there is no way that we're going to see radical Muslim, Sharia Muslims and people in the West that propagate all the things that the West does and, and radicals detest unite without an existential threat. And, and I, I, then I, that's why I think in some ways that, that part is of Blue Bean, that, that theory is, is on, but I just think, I think the, um, the vehicle to which they, or the methodology to which they believe, or that whole theory believes it'll happen, I think is, is off. I, I think we, I think you, you nailed it. I think we're going to need a savior. We need a Messiah, it, it, the Antichrist, right? We need, we need this savior that will unite humanity against an existential threat and flip that threat into, the, the God of Israel to, to Yahweh, to, 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 to Jesus. And, and mm-hmm. right, exactly. And, and so that's the why I'm like, this target. feels like programming, conditioning, like why go here? And, and I think maybe it is multifaceted and maybe there is a, a bigger picture, but I, 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 it just feels like it's, it's like a, that's a good point. Maybe they are gearing up toward announcing the actual yeah. threat. Right, that, that that could be part of the equation here. So you could have that exo. That's why I said you have geopolitical considerations and exopolitical considerations. Exo meaning the aliens. So, and when you mix these two together, you could very well have a scenario in which the Pentagon, or let's 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 supersede yeah. the Pentagon. The the dumb state is beginning to condition not just American citizens, but condition the citizens of the world. That indeed right. there is an extraterrestrial threat, and just sort of throwing it out there, hinting it, preparing us, conditioning us for the announcement of the actual threat, the extraterrestrial threat, gray aliens, and and the need for global co- cooperation to address that threat. And yeah. I would think, you know, the timing is a little early in my in my opinion for this. Uh, I, I think that's going to happen, but it's not going to happen until you know, everything else comes to fruition. Right. And when I say everything else, don't forget about transhumanism. Don't forget about the post-human paradigm that's coming. Uh, so let's not jump the gun by going to the end game without without allowing for the unfolding of everything else that's happening. Mm. You know, because the grand conspiracy behind the scenes, the grandest conspiracy of all is the one that was hatched by the dragon himself to resist, to deter the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the grandest of all conspiracies, and thereby mm-hmm. uh, forestall his own fate, meaning the dragon, which was, of course, right. uh, pronounced all the way back in Genesis 3. So that is the ultimate conspiracy. That is where all of this is headed. As I always say, the end game is Armageddon. That is the end game, and, the, and it's not about Israel. It's about Christ returning to the earth to once and for all destroy the dragon and to destroy uh, the beast and to set up his kingdom. That is, that is the, the, the final event. And so all of these other things are building towards that event. So in summation, you're right in saying, Luke, that, that uh, or was it Nate? I think both of you guys were, uh, were addressing this, that Project Bluebeam, I think is real. I think there was a Project Blue Blue Beam and probably still is a Project Blue Beam on the books, but it's no longer necessary. You have to remember that Werner von Braun probably was not completely aware of the abduction f- 
phenomenon and of the hybrid program in the way that we are today. Why do I say that? Because, you know, because if we remember that conversation we had about alien abductions a number of shows back, the government in the early days, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s, in the early days, the government was abducting the abductees so an abductee would be abducted by the greys and then the government would come and abduct the abductee to try and figure out what the greys were doing mm-hmm. and were implanting these abductees with their own devices to try and track them so the u.s government the military the military intelligence whoever it was the dumb state was abducting abductees to try and figure out what the greys were up to what does that tell us that mm-hmm. informs us that they didn't know exactly what was going on with the program, what the Greys were doing. So there's no way that Werner von Braun could have known that the Greys were actually engaged in this program that we didn't figure out until probably the 80s, really. I mean, I would say the 80s is when our government really started to wake up. And there's reasons I say that, wake up to the reality of this hybrid program and and what the Greys are actually up to. So maybe Mm -hmm. at that point, Project Bluebeam was shelved. Like, hey, guys, we don't need a contrived threat anymore. We got one. You want it? It's here. So that would be my thought on Bluebeam. Again, it's not that Bluebeam wasn't a real project or isn't a real project. It's that it is no longer necessary yeah yeah I, lo- I, I i agree with that totally and i think we've talked a lot on our show about how you know satan is just obsessed with sort of getting the glory being like christ the twisted gospel and he's the chaos he's the chaos in this whole story and i think we talk about that a lot and then it kind of reminds me tim of what i think satan wants to do is sort of the miracle that jesus performs on the boat you have all the disciples just freaked out because there's this storm, you know, and then Jesus calms the storm. And I think Satan wants to do a similar thing. He wants to create as much chaos and then he rolls in and says, oh, I can calm this storm. I can be like Christ. And it's just this obsession to 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 be the one that calms the storm and, and you know, quote, saves humanity right it's it's this remember according to the book of revelation what will be the anthem at the end of the age mm. peace and safety and that is what the antichrist is going to bring at least to those who follow him for a while peace or at least that's what he's going to campaign on peace and mm-hmm. safety so you're exactly right nate that narrative that campaign slogan is going to come at a time when there is absolute and utter chaos caused by the dragon so that his man his hybrid son can appear on the scene as the prince of peace love it i mean so listen project bluebeam died in the 80s blurry creatures born in the 80s that's a circle tim alvarino great to have you we we we, we, (laughs) We know you need to go. That completes, so we're that grateful to you. Can't wait to again. Remember, Tim has is is putting on the first ever Blurry Creatures expedition. We're going to Peru with Tim in June. We're going to offer the first shot at tickets to our members. So if you're not a member, become a member. Tim, can't wait to see you next week. Uh, we're going to have a blast at BlurryCon. And thanks, thanks again for your time here. Always good to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If- yeah, and it, it, looking forward to it, gentlemen. And if you can't make it and you want to see the show, you can go to our website and get a streaming ticket. We're going to have a multiple camera crews there filming it. It'll be a little more interactive than just setting up a laptop and hitting and record. But uh, 
can't wait to do this live Perfect. at the thanks at, Tim. at the show and cloaks cloaks in cloaks <laughs> we, we will be in Wayne's World. That is, that is don't true, worry actually. <laughs> party on, Nate. Yes, sir. Party on. <laughs> All righty. Tim, we'll, we'll see you party soon. Party on, bro. Luke. Hey, holler, hey, holler when you get to town. Let, let right, us know Tim. when you get here. See you we'll guys. Get together. Yep. All right. All right see you guys. Later. Thanks. All right.